The Chris Hahn Show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome. This is The Chris Hahn Show. I'm your host. Chris Hahn, the truth is on the air, and truthfully tonight, America, I am live, and I am taking your calls at 631-451-1039, that is 631-451-1039, if you want to be part of the national conversation, and also you can tweet at me, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, a little later on tonight, I've got uh, columnist Ellis Hennigan joining me. Uh, Ellis Hennigan, you've uh, heard him on this show before. You see him on CNN. You read his column. He used to read his column in Newsday. Now he's with uh, uh, AM New York or Metro New York. I always get those compute those uh, papers confused. But anyway, Ellis will be joining me at 9 o'clock. 631-451-1039 is the number. And what is there to talk about, America? I mean, it's been a slow news week, right? You know, there used to be a time in this country when the president was caught on tape talking about his sex scandal with his lawyer after he denied ever having a sex scandal and knowing anything about the sex scandal, that everybody in America would be uh, running around with their hair on fire. But for some reason, with Donald J. Trump president, there is a certain segment of this country, uh, 38%, according to the latest uh, Marist poll, or was it the Q poll? I don't know. It was just yesterday. 38% approval. Just... For the record, America, everybody says his approval is sky high. It's not. 38% of America, let's call them uh, cult 45, because he's the 45th president and they're a cult. Doesn't matter. Now, these are the same people who... who, (laughs) That was me talking. Uh, It was... By the way, I got a a guest producer tonight. So if there's lots of mistakes, we're going to blame him. Uh, on the air, live. I won't say his actual name. I'll, I'll make up a name because I probably forgot it already. I can't remember if it's Sean or Dean. It's Dean, right? Uh, just, I'll leave it at that. Big Mike is doing something else tonight because radio doesn't pay enough, America. Anyway, I digress. But let's call them Colt 45 because he, he's got this cult-like following among 30, I'd say 35 percent of Americans. I, I, I don't think it's all Americans. I don't think it's all Republicans, although I got to tell you, Republicans, and I know that most of the people who listen to this show on these conservative networks I'm on, I know that most of you are Republican. I get it. You don't like Democrats for some reason. Somebody told you you got to pick a side and, and you got to stay on that side, right or wrong, which is just nonsense. But this guy has been given chance after chance. Um, Bill Clinton got impeached because he lied about fellatio, right? He got impeached over it. Now, this president told America that he didn't know anything about this Karen McDougal affair, which the tape released on Monday, and I might play a little bit in a little while, this, this tape released on Monday clearly shows he knew about it. Now, people are arguing, did he say pay cash? Did he not say pay cash? I, I don't 
think that matters all that much. I, I, I've been saying, I said on television earlier in the week, uh, that's like the Yanni versus Laurel thing. You know, I mean, you hear what you bring to it. Conservatives are all saying, oh, he said, don't pay cash. No, Michael Cohen said, don't pay cash. We'll play the tape later and we'll dissect it. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. It matters that he lied to the American people. And this is not the first time we've caught him lying. And by the way, he lied as president. Everybody's like, oh, that was before he was president. Yeah, this tape was before he was president. The affair was before he was president. We assume he's not having any affairs now, but I doubt it. Nobody's asked him. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's why Melania is watching CNN uh, on Air Force One. The president prefers Fox. But the president lied about this affair. What else has he lied about? I I think he lies just about every day. And it pains me to say that the president lied. I mean, I remember when George W. Bush was president. And it was painful to say the president lied to us, even though he did. In his State of the Union manufactured evidence to lead us into war against Iraq. Lies. And we debated whether or not to call the president a liar. I worked in the Senate at the time. Then Obama became president. Republicans called him a liar because when he was campaigning for Obamacare, he said, if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. Now, what he should have said was, if you like your plan and your plan provides basic benefits... You can keep your plan. If you got a plan that basically gives you a card, it says you are insured, but you're really not, and you pay a certain amount of money, you can't keep your plan. That was the difference, right? Obamacare had certain parameters for health care plans. So if you were buying health insurance, you were actually getting health insurance. So if you liked your plan, let's say you're a healthy young guy and you're paying $150 a month for a fake plan, you, you couldn't keep that plan. Your plan had it to provide certain things. And that $150 a month insurance card you had gave you a card that said you had insurance. And that was about it. Maybe there were some catastrophic things in there. But that's it. So he lied about that, I guess. And Republicans called him a liar for eight years. And they still call him a liar over that. That's the lie they point to. This president has lied to us twice in the past week, one about his sex life and one about his relationship with Vladimir Putin, which I think is far worse. I mean, the guy literally, we talked about this last week on the show. He put out a tape, uh, you know, he, he had a press conference with Vladimir Putin in Helsinki a week ago where he said, I don't know, I don't think, I don't know why he would have meddled in our election And then he said, no, what I meant to say was wouldn't. Guys, the president's a liar. He lies every day. I don't understand why the cult continues to accept it. Maybe if you're a member of Cult 45, you can give me a call at 631-451-1039. I'm live tonight, 631-451-1039. And you tell me why, even in the face of all these lies, You continue to trust this man. Now, you might like his policies, but don't you think he needs a check and a balance from Congress? 
631-451-1039 is the number, 631-451-1039. I mean, this Karen McDougal tape with him and his lawyer talking and the way they talked. By the way, uh, uh, Dean, do we have that tape queued up? We should play it. Let's play it. I'm going to play it for a second, and then we'll talk a little bit more about it. Play it for me. Oh, maybe we're not going to play it. Hold on. The one with Cohen? The one with Cohen. The one with Cohen. That one that was not working. It's not working. Cohen's one is good See, for this is though. like if Mike was here, we'd have this tape. We're going to try to figure out this tape. I'm just saying it's not working as of right now. So All right. it's It keeps rebuffering, rebuffering, and then it's We'll just have to engineer the- it. I'll have to find another another clip of it. Maybe, maybe there's a problem. Maybe there's a problem at Time Magazine where I tried to get it from. I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the Trump administration is doing something to block my show. Maybe Donald, maybe Kellyanne Conway said, enough with this Chris Hahn guy. Let's block his show. Let's mess him up. The thing about it is they sound like gangsters to me. They sound like gangsters. I mean, if you watch The Sopranos or you've watched mob movies, you watch The Godfather, they always say, what what about our friend? And we got to get that to our friend and our friend and our friend and this guy and that guy. America... There was a time in our country, there was a time in our history where we would be going nuts about this. And I, and I think there's a certain part of the country that is going nuts about this. But I also think, in addition to Colt 45, which doesn't care about anything this guy does, I think that there's a lot of Americans that are numb to it and that they've already made up their mind that November is coming and we've just got to vote for somebody to keep an eye on them. I mean, what are we supposed to do? Like... What are you really supposed to do, right? If you're a regular average Joe citizen in this country and, the, and you find that this president has lied, he lied about what he said in Russia, he lied about Karen McDougal, he's lying about tariffs, you know, and, and by the way, bailing out farmers, which is a ridiculous thing in the world. The farmers don't even want the bailout. They want to work. They want to sell their soybeans in China. They want to sell their soybeans in Europe. And they're going to lose those markets to South America, even with this bailout that the president's basically going to give to big agribusiness, uh, it's not sustainable. The president lies and lies and lies and lies and lies. And I think the average American just says, what am I supposed to do about it? I'm going to go out and I'm going to vote in November and I'm going to vote for somebody who's not of this president's party and I'm going to put a check on this guy, which the Constitution's supposed to have. We got a Congress right now that uh, you know is in the hands of a bunch of sheep I don't know that they're all part of cult 45, but enough of them are. Uh, enough of them are, are worried that, that the base of their election, election district is that these sheep do nothing. I mean, the Congress today, the, 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 you know, the Freedom Caucus, the Jim Jordans of the world, who, by the way, we should all believe this is another guy that lies every day. The guy lies about covering up a sex scandal when he was a wrestling coach at Ohio State. But uh, Jim Jordan and the Freedom Caucus announced today they're going to try to impeach Rod Rosenstein. Now, it's never going to happen, but they're trying to impeach Rod Rosenstein for being effective at his job, basically, in pursuing what happened in the 2016 election. Obviously, Rod Rosenstein is deputy attorney general, but being that the attorney general has recused himself, Rod Rosenstein is Robert Mueller's boss. And 
as Robert Mueller's boss, they want to impeach this guy because they want to screw up the, the Mueller investigation. This is, the, this is what these guys are focused on right now. The president goes to Russia, has a closed-door two-hour meeting with our biggest adversary. And, and America, I'm not saying presidents can't have you know, private meetings with other world leaders, but they generally don't have private meetings with other world leaders. Maybe they have a 10-minute sidebar after a meeting. But, you know, specifically, they don't have closed-door meetings with our adversaries, with our enemies. Our president has done that twice now. He had a closed-door private meeting with Kim Jong-un, and he had a closed-door private meeting with Vladimir Putin. And, oh, by the way, canceled the Putin visit in November this week. Uh, probably after meeting with uh, with Ryan and uh, Mitch McConnell. And they said, are you out of your mind? Uh, take a look at this poll that came out right after you had this week with him and everybody talking about how you're basically his, uh, I don't want to say uh, the word, but let's call him a cur. You're basically his cur, which is a male dog. So you could think what I was thinking right here. Um, you're basically a cur to Vladimir Putin. And uh, 38% of Americans approve of you right now and 56 disapprove. 56. So yeah, let's have another meeting right before the, the uh, November midterms and see how that works out. So they canceled that meeting and then they gave this lame excuse that they're waiting till after the witch hunt is over. Sorry, uh, you're going to have to wait until the witch is hunted. And I'm pretty sure the witch's name is Donald Trump. So... That's going to be a while. You might want to have your, uh, your, your, your play date with Vlad uh, before the witch hunt is over because when the witch hunt is over, you're probably leaving office. 631-451-1039 is the number. 631-451-1039. You are listening to Chris Hancho, and I am live. Uh, a couple programming notes a little later on. I've got Ellis Hennigan joining me, and tomorrow night I'll be on Tucker, 8 o'clock on Fox News Channel. Saturday night, I'll be on uh, Justice with Judge Janine at 9, 9.30-ish on the Fox News Channel. And Monday night, I will be on Laura Ingram uh, in the 10 o'clock hour, usually right at the top of the hour, uh, if you want to catch me there. 631-451-1039 is the number. 631-451-1039. I'm live. I'm taking your calls. I I, I guess I'm worked up about this cult, this like... We'll follow you to the pits of hell. You know, like, let's get on a plane. Let's go to some, uh, you know, some island and let's drink some Kool-Aid together. Kind of cult. I mean, the president said during the campaign, his supporters are so loyal that if he went out onto the onto Fifth Avenue and shot somebody, he wouldn't lose any support. He was right. But that said, that's not all that voted for him. He got some more. But he's starting, I mean, look, if you look at the polls that came out this week, the Midwestern state-by-state polls, the, um, the Midwestern state-by-state polls, on the phones there, on the phones, uh, the Midwestern um, state-by-state polls and the uh, polls of the nation, it's very clear that the president's support, not all of it, but some of it, is dying down. Okay? So the president's support is dying down. 
38% nationally. He lost major support in Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota, um, Michigan, Ohio, all those states, people said they prefer to vote for somebody else other than Trump for president in 2020. That does not bode well for the midterms. 631-451-1039. Let me go to my man, Joe from Brookhaven. Joe, how you doing? Hey, good evening. How you doing? Chris? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Are you part of cult 45, Joe? I mean, I know I've had you on the show. I know you support Trump. Are you part of the cult? I used to drink Cold 45 many moons ago <laughs> when I used to drink. But, uh, no, that what you're referring to, the cult there, that's called Patriotic American. Oh. That's what... That's, so that's, Patriotic that's Americans are okay with this guy being Vladimir Putin's little cur? No. Listen, I know what he said when he went in there. What did he say? He I said, hey, he hey, Vlad, help me out in 2018 so I don't get impeached, basically, right? He, he, he said, Vlad, here's the deal. You mess with us, I'm, you, it's, it's on. Let's so, do it nice. So then like why, it. when he came out and had a press conference, did he look like he was just like, oh, thank you, Vladimir. I don't know why you would have interfered with the election. He clearly doesn't well, trust his intelligence service. The guys he appointed, he doesn't trust them. He doesn't trust the Secretary of State to be in a room with him. Uh, you know, how do you have a meeting with our biggest adversary and, and don't have anybody there? Because he, had, he wanted to talk to him one-on-one, mano-a-mano, man-to-man. He told him, here's the deal. Yeah, now, yeah I'm sure. Joe, 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 you're smart enough to not believe that. You're smart oh, enough to know. No, no, I could, tell, I could tell by the look on his face. He just had two hours of heavy duty. We're talking about nuclear he had about a, He had two hours of butt-kissing to Vladimir Putin where they talked about all the ways they could make money together and all the ways that they could keep Donald Trump in power in the United States for as long as possible. That's what they, they did. did. They probably, that, they let me tell you something. Someday it. soon, we're going to know exactly what happened in that meeting. Trust me, there's a tape. Okay? Oh, Trust me, there's a tape. Out. We're going to find out. We're going to hear every word the guy said. Because ultimately, and thanks for your call, ultimately, Vladimir Putin doesn't want to be friends with Donald Trump. Vladimir Putin doesn't even want to support Donald Trump. What Vladimir Putin wants to all my members of Cult 45 out there, what Vladimir Putin wants is to disrupt America, to create chaos in America. He supported the chaos candidate. He supported the chaos candidate because chaos in America, you're putting a wedge in our domestic politics, which they, by the way, did a very good job of doing, creates chaos and strengthens their hand internationally. So, as long as they could keep this guy here, that's great. But the minute this useful idiot becomes less than useful, the tape of that two-hour meeting where Putin comes out, the tape of him in the, you know, the PP tape, which we all... Look, if you don't think that exists... It, first of all, I think that even if that came out, it, the Colt 45 would be like, so what? He paid some prostitutes. Prostitution's legal in Russia. That's what they, they'd say, something like that. There'd be some, like, excuse. Prostitution's legal in Russia. That's what Colt 45 would say. President would deny it, and then he would admit it. Like, he does everything. He denies he did it. Then he doubles down on doing it. What difference does it make? So Colt 45 would be like, it doesn't matter. Trust me. The Russians want to disrupt. They want to create chaos. They don't want to help Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a useful idiot. 
They are doing what they can to disrupt this country. And the president is too dumb to understand that. He thinks they want to, I think that he, because he, you know, he spent the last 10 years trying to, you know, curry favor in Russia, took a lot of money from Russia to build his projects, wanted to build the largest building in Russia. Anyway. All right. 631-451-1039 is the number. I'll be taking your calls on the other side of the break. Ellis Hennick in a little while. You're listening to Chris Hahn. I'll be right back. I'm live taking your call 631-451-1039 is my number you know look if you disagree with me grow a pair pick up the phone and call me 631-451-1039 I'm looking for members of cult 45 the Trump supporter out there who wants to come out on this show and talk to me about it or you know if you don't like Trump come talk to me about that but I I, I just I, I need to understand your mindset I mean, I've been talking to farmers on Twitter in the Midwest who are apoplectic about what's going on with their crops right now and what this president has done to many of the agriculture markets that really help people survive in the Midwest. I mean, this um, the last 10 years have been fantastic for Midwest farmers because they've had markets around the world. And this president who, you know, Republicans used to believe in free trade. And one of the things that I always, I always agree with them on is free trade. I always have said, I'm a free trade Democrat. You know, I'm one of those guys who, who, who's liberal, but I believe in free trade because I, and mostly because I don't like war. And I think countries that trade together don't go to war with each other. And this president has, you know, basically started trade wars with our allies and, you know, China's our competitor, our adversary on a lot of things. But we've been trading rather nicely with him, uh, with them. And the president's put up these roadblocks. And, uh, you know, he claims there's some end game here. But I, I don't believe it, America. I really don't. I, I think that the president doesn't really know what he's doing, how he's doing it. You know, this is not his daddy's situation. You know, where his daddy left him this real estate empire and he's running into the ground six times. You can't run the country into the ground and declare bankruptcy here. You got to make sure that people have what they need to survive and, you know, giving them a handout. Now, I'm old enough to remember when Republicans in Congress went nuts over $800 million in stimulus money saying that the president, at the time Obama, was picking winners and losers 
by supporting solar projects, for example, trying to start a solar industry? Or how about when he bailed out the auto industry? The president's picking winners and losers in the middle of the worst economic crisis this country has ever seen since the Depression, 11% unemployment uh, when the president took over. 11% or was heading towards 11%. He left office with 4.9% unemployment in America. I know everybody's like, oh, Donald Trump's got it down to 4%. Okay. Well, it was 4.9 when he took over. It was 11 when Obama took over. So George Bush destroyed the economy. Obama fixed the economy. The economy's humming right now. Trump's taking credit for the humming economy. Meanwhile, he's making active decisions that are damaging the economy. We'll talk about the tariffs. We'll talk about the, you know, the decision to tear up the Iran deal, which could hurt gas prices in the long term. It already has. His tax policy, which is increasing our national debt by leaps and bounds. I am old enough to remember when Republicans cared about national debt. And our deficit in our budgets. And, and understood the difference between national debt and deficit. Because don't call me up and say, Obama created national debt. He sure did. And every year he reduced the deficit in the budget. Bill Clinton was the only president in the last 30 years or 40 years, 50 years, maybe 100 years, to actually have a balanced budget. Have a surplus in his budget. Remember those days? Remember how things were then? So, I mean, the economy's got to be at least as good as it was in the 1990s at this point. And what's the president doing? He's increasing our national debt so that when the, uh, our deficit and our national debt, so that when the economy tanks, and believe me, America, the economy always tanks, right? It can't go on like this forever. It's up and down. It's cyclical. So when the economy finally collapses, We'll be in worse shape to deal with it than we should be because of the decisions this man has made. Yet Colt 45 stands by their man. They stand by their man. It's like that song, stand by your man. That's what they're doing. They're standing by their man. Lies about Russia, lies about sex. I didn't know anything about Stormy Daniels. Oh, I knew everything about Stormy Daniels. I didn't know anything about, uh, what's her name, McFarlane or whatever, Karen McDougal. I didn't know anything about it. Knew everything about it. I said would, not wouldn't. No, you didn't. You said would. By the way, he's telling his supporters not to believe things they see and hear. Not saying something, you know, a lot of politicians say, don't believe everything you read. A lot of people say that. I say it. But he's saying, don't believe everything you see and hear. You know, like if you see me say, if you see me looking really weak in front of Vladimir Putin, don't believe it. You didn't see that. That didn't happen. And in fact, if you go to the White House uh, website and you look for the transcript of his uh, press conference with Putin, you'll find that it's edited. They've taken things out of that press conference. For example, Vladimir Putin was asked the question, did you want President Trump to win the election? And did you order your generals to help that happen? And he said, yes and yes. And that is not on the website. I think that's something that would be called an admission uh, in, in court. He admitted to wanting to help Donald Trump. Not on the website, took it out edited it. Where, where do we live now? Where do we live? I understand why 
the totalitarian government in Russia would edit their website. But why would our free democracy edit uh, president edit a website like that, his own website? Uh, it boggles my mind, and it boggles my mind how anybody could still support him. Maybe you could, maybe you could tell me why. 631-451-1039 is the number. 631-451-1039. I am live. I am taking calls. 631-451-1039. At Christopher Hahn on Twitter. A little later on, I got Ellis Hennigan joining me. And don't forget, tomorrow night, I'll be on Tucker in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, Fox News Channel. I will be on Piro in the nine o'clock hour on Saturday, and I'll be uh, on Laura Ingram in the ten o'clock hour on Monday. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Christopher Hahn for all of my appearances. And if you don't want to, you know, if you're too shy, you're worried I'm going to lash out at you on the radio. I know I do that sometimes. That's why I love Joe. He calls no matter what. Um, you know, you could always tweet at me, and we could talk that way. If you're afraid, you're too afraid to get on the radio with me. You're too afraid to call in. Big, tough man. Proud, patriotic American out there. Doesn't worry that I might yell at them. Hear me out, Chris. Hear me out. No, it's the Chris. Yeah, I got it. I hear you. Anyway, 631-451-1039 is the number. 631-451-1039. I mean, I heard this tape. I probably I was trying to find a new version of that tape so I could play it. But I was having internet problems. I got a new phone. So uh, first time in like four years, I went from a six to an X. So it's like going from like a horse and buggy to a, you know, a rocket ship basically. But I had to load passwords in for Wi-Fi that are not, not here. But it's, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's always a challenge when you get new technology. 631-451-1039 is the number. We don't know where Rob's from. <laughs> I got a call up here. This is new guy. I got a new guy working here. This is a it's fantastic. He seems like a nice guy. I don't want to make too much fun of him. He's a millennial. I know how those millennials get touchy about everything. So I don't want to go. Rob, he said Long Island. All right, let's see. Long Island's a big place. Rob from Long Island, you're on the air. How you doing? What's up, Miss Don? How are you? I'm doing great, man. What's on your mind? Baiting Hollow, Long Island. There you go. Baiting Hollow. I used to go to Boy Scout camp there when I was a kid. Yeah, that's right. Now, when you're on the judge's show, you're a lot more subdued because, you know, <laughs> she would give you a tongue lash. Well, it's, it's the judge's show. Hold on, Rob. It's the judge's show, so I'm her guest. This is my show, so I get, to do, I get to be wild. I get to be whatever I want. <laughs> I hate it. It's very liberating. I mean, simply, <laughs> yeah, very liberating. My, my simple point here is, of course, you would love the way trade was being done in the past because you're a globalist. Yeah, I am a globalist. I believe in free trade. Yeah. Guess what? You know what else used to be globalist? All Republicans. You're a glo- <laughs> little different. You're a globalist. And, of course, you would love mighty America funding socialist Europe. No, I wouldn't. I would like Mighty America. I would like Mighty America, and I think the greatest country in the world with the greatest innovation in the world to sell their products anywhere in the world, right? I would like to do that. That's what I believe. I believe in free trade around the world. And you and you think the world was playing fair with us in the past? Yes, I do. I think that we've look. Uh, do I think that there could be changes to trade deals? Of course, I, you could always make things better. But, you know, our tariffs with Europe were basically dollar for dollar. Our char- you know, China is definitely cheating, and there's things that need to be done for China. And uh, all, the tra- all the 
trade, all the trade deals done in the past were done by incompetent people. All of them. So you think that this fool that's in the White House right now is competent to do a trade deal? Absolutely. He's already got Europe. Benefit. What evidence do you know? He didn't get anything from Europe, by the way. We're going to wind up finding. We're going to wind up being worse off with Europe because of what he did the other day. Okay. Trust me when I say, if we do free, free for free. Union is already to it. So oh, you no. think so? Is that what you think is happening? You don't think that's happening? No, I don't. I think that the European Union is playing a game that Trump's going to lose, and it's hurting him already. Anyway, thanks for your call. 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039 if you want to be part of the national conversation tonight. 631-451-1039. He says he's from Long Island, Dean. Uh, which is great. I, I, you know, it's a big place. He didn't want anybody to know where he was from. But then he told us. He told us all where he was from. Um, and and I mean, here's the thing about this European Union. The thing about Trump, and, and you know, Rob's clearly part of Colt 45, right? He hasn't talked to any soybean farmers because there's no soybean farmers in, in, in Baiting How A lot of sod farms out there, actually. Uh, there's a vineyard. But... You know, you talk to a soybean farmer who's used to selling his product on the world market. It's a commodity. Sell it in Europe. You sell it in China. He's competing with soybean farmers in Brazil. He's competing with soybean farmers in Argentina. He's competing with soybean farmers in Europe and in China, frankly. And if he can't sell his soybeans for less, they're going to get it somewhere else. And the tariffs that China has retaliated with are hurting that farmer. Now, as for the EU, uh, you know, the president, of course, is going to come out and say, we made a deal. I, I got them to the pen to my will. They didn't. You'll see. It'll be analyzed. And then you won't believe the analytics unless you work in that field and you actually see it for yourself. I don't think we're going to be selling more cars in Europe because of anything the president did. GM, by the way, has plants in Europe. Harley Davis Davidson has moved their plants to Europe Ford, Chrysler, they were Chrysler's owned by, was owned by Daimler, which owns Mercedes-Benz. It's a world market. I'm not a globalist. I don't want to uh, have one government. You know, I, I think that's, you know, what Rob was getting at, one government. I don't, I don't want one world government. I want free trade around the world. And if we have tariffs and they have tariffs, well, then that's something that, kind of evens itself out in the long run. Do I think that our trade deals are great? I, I mean, nobody, if you walk away from a deal thinking you've won, then somebody got screwed. Everybody in these trade deals feels like it's not as good as it should be. And the president, you know, saying, oh, I could negotiate it. Well, you know, the president has gone bankrupt three times, America. And if you believe him when he says he didn't know anything about Stormy Daniels, he didn't know anything about this other uh, Karen McDougal, he's paying out hundreds of thousands of dollars just because people are threatening him. I don't believe him. I, I believe the women. And I think there's more to come. I wonder what the straw will be to break the camel's back here. What straw will break the camel's back? Now, it's got to have some effect. And I don't know that these people are going to come around and, and vote for, um, you know, some liberal Democrat. I just think they won't vote. 
And frankly, if the Republican base starts staying home, the thing is about these bases, the Democratic base is very trendy. They come out during presidential years. They're very motivated to come out in this midterm election because of Donald Trump. They're coming out. The Republican base is pretty steady. They come out in every election. Midterms, dog catcher, school board, they're there because they're 90 years old for the most part or in their 50s. They got nothing else to do. They come out and they vote. They're in every election. If they, if not all of them, but if some of them just say, you know what, I'm sitting this one out. Or I'm going to vote none of the above. Or maybe I'm going to vote Democrat because I just don't trust this guy and I think somebody should watch him. And I think that's the thing. I think people are going to say, they don't trust this guy. I'm going to vote for the person who's going to watch him. And if you live in a district where there is a Republican House member who appears too chummy with Trump, you're going to vote against him. I really want to know who that one House member was who got the information from Russia and didn't report it to the FBI. That was in the indictment that came out last week. I really want to know who that is. Because that's a race that needs to be changed, right? We got to find out who that guy was or woman. Maybe it was a Democrat. I doubt it. Today, we find out that even right now, the Russians are trying to hurt Claire McCaskill, who is a senator who's in a very difficult race for reelection from Missouri. Democratic Senator Claire McCaskill. Trump tweets the other day, the Russians want to help the Democrats. Well, we have evidence from the FBI that... Trump appointed FBI that the Russians have already targeted her campaign and have been attempting to destroy, you know, to break through her security, her uh, her cyber security network and have been putting out bots to attack her campaign. That's the thing that the, you know, the president said the Russians want to help the Democrats. Well, how is that helping? What are they trying to break into her campaign information so they could do some analytics for her, figure out, you know, where the best place to target voters are? Is that what their their plan is right now? Who is going to be the check on this guy? Who is going to stand up and say, I don't think so, Mr. President. Here's the thing. The Republicans want to have hearings about nonsense, about conspiracy theories. They had, they had, you know, I was on with Jason Chaffetz last week. Maybe you saw me. I did it right here, right from this studio, right from my LI News Radio flagship studio. And I said to Jason Chaffetz, I remember when you were chair of the House Oversight Committee. And I remember how you had, you know, three months of hearings on who wrote the talking points that Susan Rice went on national television about. Now we got a president standing at a press conference and kowtowing the Russians and nobody knows what he said in the room and nobody wants to know. There was a hearing today. President wasn't there. The secretary of state was there. And, you know. He did his best. I'm going to, you know, he did his best step. You know, he, he, you know, yes, sir, Mr. President. That's what he did. He did his best. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, I'm with the president. He, 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 one point looked like he strayed a little bit from the talking points and said, of course, the president's statements aren't necessarily policy. And then he went back and said, no, no, no. The president's statements are policy. So, you know, Who's going to stand up? It was Republicans who went to Nixon 
and said, sir, you better resign because we are no longer with you. It was Republicans. When the Republicans showed up at his door and said, we're not with you, he resigned three days later. Right now, we got Republicans, unless they're no longer in office or not running for re-election, who are basically just nodding their heads. They're part of Colt 45, or they're just a bunch of chicken head Republicans, just nodding their heads up and down. Yeah, I know what that means. Don't tweet me. They're that too. Just nodding their heads up and down. Yes, Mr. President. Yes, Mr. President. Yes, of course. Russia, good. You're starting to see it in the polls. You're starting to see Republicans, like not even members of Congress, in polls, starting to say that Russia's not so bad, that they're starting to like Vladimir Putin. Just Republicans, not independents, not Democrats. That's not happening among them. It's only part of Cult 45. Because the president wants to be friends with Putin because Putin lent him a lot of money. And he probably owes Putin a lot of money. And this is probably how he plans on paying him off, America. Think about it. Why aren't they looking into his finances and his connection to Russia? Because they're a bunch of chicken heads and a bunch of sheep and a bunch of rabbit curs just doing what the president asks. They're there to protect him and not America. And that's the problem. They are not patriots. They are scoundrels. And if they're not going to do that, you need to elect somebody who will. Anyway, I got Ellis Hennigan joining me on the other side of the break. I'll be taking your calls at the bottom of the hour at 631-451-1039. You're listening to The Chris Hahn Show, and I'll be right back. America's favorite progressive, The Chris Hahn Show. All right. I'm back. I'm live. I'll take your calls at the bottom of the hour, 631-451-1039. Uh, don't forget to watch me tomorrow night on Tucker, Saturday night on Piro at 9, and then Monday night on Ingram at 10. All over primetime, but joining me right now is a guy who is always ready for primetime. Haven't been on the show in two months. I think this is the longest I've gone without having Ellis Hennigan on. But Ellis Hennigan, he is an author. He's a columnist. He's a great writer. You see him on CNN. You see him on Fox sometimes. He's got a couple of books he's working on. One of my favorite guests. Ellis, how you doing? <laughs> man, you are all over that news channel, man. I, I'm I'm primetime Chris, man. I, I'm, I'm only doing primetime right now. I, it's kind of weird. i I've you, never you been so be, prime time. <laughs> you may be the only uh, dem some of those people know. It I I, I got to tell you, I am very famous among old white guys. I can't go anywhere <laughs> where there are old white guys. I get mobbed. Uh, they love you at the they love you at the assisted living. I yeah, know. I mean, if I walk into a retirement home, everybody knows who I am. Everybody knows who I am. <laughs> I get recognized at diners. Uh, so it's, it's, well, you know, you know what I say, any demo is a good demo. Exactly. And, and I got to tell you something, everybody to a person that comes up to me that recognizes me from Fox news, even though I'm the opposite of what Fox news is, everyone to a person has been nice, has They're been nice. flattering to me. You know, they They're always nice. say they don't agree with my positions. Right, I know that's the thing that's the, all, 
before they say anything they fancy, they, of course, you know, I don't agree with anything you say, Chris. It reminds me of like the scene from Blazing Saddles when uh, the woman brings the apple pie to the sheriff and she says, you will have the good taste not to tell anybody I was nice to you, right? <laughs> so it's, like, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of a little bit like well, that. So, plenty to talk about. No plenty to talk that. about, man. So, you know, what's your, I, I always want to hear your take because you, you, you have such a great experience. You know so many people. Um, I, I've never seen anything like this. I remember there was a time in America where if the president was on tape talking about how he was going to pay off his former mistress three weeks before the election, it would bring down his entire presidency. This guy's just going out and talking about soybeans. Okay, I think it's probably time for us to stop making comparisons to previous administrations. Yes. <laughs> that, that, that is no longer, unprecedented is no longer a useful word. I don't By the way, I've started calling his supporters Colt 45. Oh, I like that. That's yeah, good. Let's just concede there's never been anything like it. There's no lesson we can learn from the past. There's no assumption that we've had through 47 administrations that somehow shines a light on this one. Right. This is, uh, what's that term? Sui generis. Yes. It's sui on its own. Generous. Sui generis is on my own, actually. Yep. That's what we got. So, so we got to, it's got to make sense in its own terms. And by the way, the, the worst place to start is with logical facts. Right. Don't, don't give me a bunch of logical facts about, well, you know, the Republicans were always the free trade party and tariffs were always anathema to the right. Republican Party. I mean, don't 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 try to confuse me with facts. Right, right, right. Well, nobody <laughs> wants to that? talk about facts. I mean, I get how the cult follows him. I just don't get how the mainstream Republicans. I'm wondering, like, will anything change in the next Congress? I mean, look, I think the Democrats are taking the next Congress. I've been looking at the numbers and everything I see points to a tidal wave in November. I think they're going to take about 40 seats in the House. Yeah, and, but hold on a second. There's, there's one word that explains the answer to your question, though, and that is fear. Mm. I mean, you've got to look at it from the perspective of these Republican office holders who look at their base, they look at Republican polling, and they see that 80 and 85 percent of the people who put them in office right. like this guy. And so there are very few Republican politicians at this point, except the ones who have, you know, a foot and a half out the door, right. who are willing to risk that. Because it really may be, it really may be suicide. I mean, and there are, there are examples. Look at the uh, governor's race that just happened in Georgia. Right. Look at the former governor of South Carolina, yeah. who was uh, running for re-election in Congress. You know, you say one discouraging word and boy, you're, uh, you're in danger. Well, you know, the primaries are over, though, Right. These guys think that the next two years are going to get better for this guy. I, I honestly, I, I, you know, I, 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 I go back and forth between thinking the guy's going to get reelected to the guy's going to lose by a mile in 2020. Don't know. I don't think you know. I, yeah, I it's I know. hard to I, know. I, I mean, the poll, many. the polls that have come out suggest he's going to lose in 2020. Um, but. You know, it, it's all dependent on who the Democrats put up. I mean, I, I think that— I, I was going to say, tell me who he's running against. Believe me, believe me, the moment can be as ripe as you want, and Dems can blow it. They certainly can blow it. We Well, we just did. We did in 2016. Like, there's no way that anybody should have lost to this guy. There's no way. Um, with all that came out, and it just seems like they blew it. Uh, yeah. And, and it, it just—I think it's possible to happen again. But so, so you know, I listened to that tape— and, and, you know, I listened to it. I was on TV talking about it. 
I, 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 I say that it reminds me of that Laurel versus Yanni thing that came out a couple of months ago. <laughs> People hear what they want to hear, right? Yeah. Nobody has the yeah. same interpretation of what he said or what he didn't say. Yeah, that's right. This is not something that's gonna that alone will turn the tide. Interestingly, if you look at the news of the last week, and that would include Cohen, right? It would include the latest Russia stuff, right? It would include the tariff and trade things. Oddly, the tariff and trade stuff really may be the thing that is most politically explosive, right? There. Because you look now, that's the most boring subject, certainly, right? But you look at the impact it has. You know, out in farm country, out in the Midwest, um, you know, forget yet the people who, you know, like us urbanites who still want to get our values at, uh, at Walmart. Right. will have impact on that eventually as well, although I don't think that's, I don't think that's taken hold yet. But let me tell you, those soybean farmers who send half their crops uh, to China, believe me, they know what a tariff means. Oh, they sure do. And they are complaining. And they're not, they're not being quiet about it. And they don't, they don't want the handout either. They want to work. Yeah, 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 and, and you can't you can't do it with handouts because it isn't just ag business. It's uh, you know, it's the it's the steel people, it's the automakers, right? The, you know, you can't buy your way with bribery out of the cost of a trade and war. It's and it's a short term band aid anyway. I mean, you know, next year they're going to need it again, uh, or you know, because the Chinese are going to start buying their soybean soybeans from Brazil. You know, it's a world yeah. market. It's a global market. But but I think it's I, to me that's kind of an interesting. Way. It's not again. It's not the sexy pundit topic because you know it's kind of hard to explain. Right. And it's a little boring. And but but it's stuff like that. I think that in some ways is more undermining than, than than what we think of as the you know my God they stole the election or oh my God he's you know buying off another uh, another centerfold model. Right. Right. And that's why I think the message for Democrats in twenty. 20- 18's got to be, I will stand up to this. I will fight this. I will say no. Because independents and Democrats, you know, the num- Trump's numbers with independents are almost where they are with Democrats right now. And that's just nowhere, right? You know, Republicans love them. The base, they rep- I've always said the Republican base is the Republican base. They come out for every election, dog cast- catcher, school board, you know, state, you know, treasurer. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a presidential year or midterm year, they come out. It's the Democratic base that goes back and forth. And they're fired up to, to vote this year. And so are independents, frankly. They want somebody to, I think the message got to be checks and balances. Federal is 51. You know, I, yes, I think that's, I think that's probably right. But, you know, don't, don't, again, I, I'm very nervous about this giddy talk among Democrats. Well, you know, the, you know, there's a, the economic news is still, you know, not great, but but pretty good. Um, you know, Trump is still the dominant character, and this is very much a Trumpian election. I yep. think. Um, you know, I just I don't know. Maybe it's just my temperament that I'm I'm always just a little bit paranoid about right. This stuff. Right, right. Well, I'm always paranoid, too, and I believe there's only two ways to run, unopposed or scared, and I always run scared when I'm on campaign. That's why I rarely lose when I advise. Uh, I only lose when I'm the candidate. Uh, but, but it's a, uh, it's a, it's, you know, there's only two ways to run on a poster scared and, and you got to run scared. You got to run like, you know, it's, you're down by one point and there's no time on the clock. You got to make this shot. Yeah. Uh, but 631, by the way, I'll be taking, I'm talking to Ellis Hennigan, follow him on Twitter at Hennigan or go to Hennigan.com for all your Ellis Hennigan news. He's always writing something. What are you working on right now? 
I've got the book stuff I'm working on. Actually, I have an interesting pairing. I don't know if you've heard about it. I'm, uh, you know, I do these, uh, many of these book projects, and right now I'm working with the, someone that might surprise you and some of your listeners with Chris Christie. Amazing. Governor of New Jersey. And by the I hadn't heard that till just now, and I am, uh, I, I can't wait to read the book, frankly, because I think it's going to be a real truthful book. And uh, I love that Chris Christie, who is, you know, Politically, you know, you guys don't see eye to eye. Uh, I love that Chris Christie would go to you because, one, he respects your talent as a writer. Uh, but, two, you know, he respects the press uh, in a way that I think that this president doesn't. And that's the thing that bothers me the most about this president is his well, treatment here's of the, press. the Here's the interesting thing about Christie. Let me pitch the book one second. Here's the interesting thing about it. He is an insider in Trump world, right? He has a long friendship and close personal relationship with the uh, with, with president. And yet, almost uniquely among the characters in Trump world, he really isn't scared to tell you his uh, honest perspective on the truth. Yeah. And, you know, you see him, you see him on ABC many Sunday mornings with Stephanopoulos. I mean, he's one of those, I don't know another one, really, an insider who really is, you know, some of it's complimentary, but he's also pretty free with his criticism. Yeah. And it's and we have not yet had, we've had a lot of books that have been written by critics, right? I mean, people just bashing Donald Trump, right? Right. And we've had some books, the Corey Lewandowski book that came out this week would be an example, that are just, you know, just totally fun. They're just you're, fluff. You're Judge, Judge Pirro, I might say the same thing, just totally just just over the top. Right. Even Sean Spicer, who, you know, the president treated like garbage, his book was just a big yeah. fluff piece. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I said Lewandowski. I, I think I'm Sean Spicer. Right. But 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 we what we've yet to have is an inside view. That's that's an honest one. That's right. Hey, these are the things that are disturbing. These are the things that are great. These are the things that are interesting. And I mean, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to reveal. I'm really comfortable giving you the nuggets here. We'll have a lot of nuggets. I well, I can't wait. Believe, I cannot wait believe. to read that book, man. I cannot wait. It'll be very frank. He's going to give you a lot. We're going to talk about Bridgegate. We're going to talk about all kind of things that people have been wanting to hear about. Um, but it's been for me. It's been a really interesting uh, exercise in, in you know in politics and in storytelling. Good. I can't. I can't. I can't wait to meet. I cannot wait to read it. I've met Chris Christie a bunch of times. I've always found him engaging and a good politician, and I used to like his back and forth with the press, and the thing about him is the press was hard on him, but he never kicked the press out. He never said, you know what, uh, I'm not going to let that news outlet in here. Uh, in fact, I think he relished the opportunity to kind of go toe-to-toe with them. And I, well, both, of these, both of these guys, I mean, even Trump, I mean, when he goes at the, at the media, I don't think it hurts him. No, I don't, I don't either, but like today, he kicked, he kicked CNN out of a press avail because the woman was the, that was the reporter for CNN during a, a photo spray was asking questions. And he, and they said she was too aggressive in asking questions. So she can't come to the press briefing. Yeah. Amateur hour. Uh, I, you know, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't serve them. I mean, they do better off uh, engaging people respect you when you engage. Yeah. I think he should give a press conference. He hasn't given a press conference in a year and a half, I, like a real formal press conference where he's like taking questions for as long as he wants. I, I don't think, I mean, that, that press conference he gave like February of 2017 is one of my favorite political moments of the last like 10 years. I mean, he just sat there for an hour and a half taking question after question after question after question. I mean, his answers were complete lies. And but he sat there and just made it was like it was like my radio show. It's like a stream of conscious press conference. 
Yeah, I, I like it. I, I mean, I want to know everything about the president. I want to know what's in his head. One reason I'm not among those who says he needs to stop tweeting. I want him to tweet twice as much. Right. I, you know, I learn I learn stuff every time the fingers hit the keys. So do you think, though, that, you know, I am sensing that the last two weeks, I, I think I've been really bad for him. And mm-hmm. I'm sensing from people I've talked to, people who call the show, people who, uh, you know, who, who are supporters of the, of the president that I've talked to. I'm sensing a a loosening of his grip on the cult. Now, the cult's still there, but I don't know that it's the same size. And frankly, you know, a loss of two or three percent of his supporters could be devastating for him. Mm. It's interesting. You know, I, 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 you may be right about that. I, it's, we need to think about the what's causing it, and so we know what to keep our eyes on. I mean, is it is it the the Cohen stuff that these kind of inside view that it's not so much that there's even necessarily criminality there, but it's just kind of mobby. It's right. kind of like, yeah. like, that's the guy. It's like, it doesn't seem too presidential, does it? No, it, it seems like a scene out of The Sopranos, frankly. Let's go, let's make sure our friend has this funded. I'm going to set up a corporation. What if the guy gets hit by a truck? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like, where did that come from? Like just in the middle of it, like, what if he drops dead? What? There's <laughs> something very unfortunate happened. Yeah. You know? um, I, and then this guy, Alan, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his last name, so it's with the W, the uh, Wilson. Yeah. Uh, this, the finance guy in the Trump organization. Yep. Um, it, you know, it does sound like the Mueller folks are in some contact with him. and They subpoenaed him. You know, He's going to testify next week. Guy, that's a guy who must know something, don't you think? I think he knows a lot of something, right? I mean, this is a guy who's been with Trump since he was daddy's Trump, you know? Yeah. And it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a little, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I think things have slipped. I think the thing that's kind of, I think what's gotten him down this road are two things. I think the Putin press conference was a complete disaster. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. have a hard time defending it. I mean, even Fox News went off on him. I mean, yeah. on you know, a variety of different shows, called it disgusting. Yep. And I think the tariffs. I, I think that there are enough yeah. Republicans who remember when Republicans weren't for tariffs. And I think there's a lot of people in the Midwest and places that voted for him, Farm Belt, that are saying, hey, man, we voted for you, and now we can't sell our crops. Well, listen, I can't believe I am saying this. This goes against 30 years of journalistic lessons I've learned. But when you have a sex story and you have a tariff story, I always learned you should go with the sex story. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe, Chris, you got to go with the tariff story. I think you do because I think this country doesn't care about the sex stories. I don't think they, I think they like listening to the sex stories, right? But I don't think they vote on the sex stories. We saw it with Bill Clinton. There was a huge sex scandal with Bill Clinton. Everybody knew he was lying about, you know, having sex with the intern. And he was at 68% approval. When he left off. Well, two two bad things happened to tabloid journalism in New York this week. One was that the half the Daily News staff got fired. Yeah. The second thing is, Hen- is that Hennigan went with the tariff story instead of the sex story. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I don't think they care. Like I keep saying, you know, if, if Russia really has a P-tape on him, nobody's going to care. It's going to come out and, 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 and his supporters like, will say, what are you talking about? Prostitution's legal in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is. There's a whole lot to watch. I did keep an eye on the um, 
Republican leadership fight. Yeah. I don't think that McCarthy necessarily has this thing totally. He's not going to win it. This, McCarthy's, McCarthy's not going to be Speaker of the House. You know, there's this new, you know, movement on the right again with uh, your friend Jacobs out in uh, Ohio. Coach, yeah. Gone coach. You remember yep. him? Yeah. Um, I don't know that he's going to be the. the well, Jim the Jordan, he's lost. He's launched his campaign to be speaker. By the way, you're not going to be speaker. You're going to be minority leader, just for the record. More likely. <laughs> right. More likely. You mean minority leader. And, and if you're majority leader and you go to the minority, you can't be leader anyway. You're done. Right. I don't know how Nancy Pelosi has survived. And frankly, I don't think she's going to be leader next year. I think she's going to retire. Um, that's 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 my prediction. Sometime right after the it's too late for the Republicans and they've already made all their ads about Nancy Pelosi, she's going to announce she's not running for re-election. You watch. You watch. Okay, it's going to happen. Um, I bow to your sense of that rhythm. You may be right. I, I bet. Look, she's she, look. She's a smart politician. Okay, and she knows the time is up, and I think that she's timing it to screw them because you know that right now these Republicans and their for, for their fall elections are are putting together campaign ad after campaign ad that merges the faces of whoever their opponent is with Nancy Pelosi and that that's not cheap she's going to let them spend that money and then she's going <laughs> to get out you watch <laughs> And so, but let me tell you, be careful with the predictions. Anything you and I think we know about November <laughs> is so far. I mean, there'd be so many things that are going to happen between between now and then. Just think about what's happened in the last two weeks. I mean, you just mentioned them. You know, the world is different today than it was uh, a month ago. The world is spinning faster now than it ever has in its history. It's it's insane. It's it's, it's a complete insanity. And I I don't even know how it changed. All right, Ellis, I got like a minute left with you. It's time to plug yeah. away, man. What do you want to plug? Uh, it's always fun to, uh, to hang with you. I mean, you know, it all shows up at the website. I mean, I've got, um, you know, I'm working on the Christie book. I've got a business thing coming out that I'll, I'll tell you about some other time. Um, and um, just, you know, talking to, you know, doing the TV stuff and the radio. and uh, When is the uh, Christie you know? book coming out? That's January. So oh. when, um, we're uh, I'm finishing it the, in September. It needs to go through all the editing process and all that stuff. It comes out right after the first of the year. I can't wait. And um, you're hearing it for the first time. So I think and, it's uh, I think it's going to be a big one. It's been and, a fun project, and it's going to be good. And if he wants to sell some books, he's got to be honest, and that'll yeah. be great. <laughs> so. it's, it's very fun. Let me finish. That's the title. You like that title? I Let love it. Finish. I love it. I love it. It seems it like what like I say on television, does. like every night. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Ellis, I don't. I hate finishing with you. You're fantastic. Love having you on. We'll get you back here real soon. I'm taking your calls. Other side of this break at 631-451-1039. You listen to Chris Hahn Show. Keep it where it's at. Can't ignore the truth forever, so listen up. The Chris Hahn Show. Hey. Yeah. Boys. Yeah. All right, I'm back. I'm live. 631-451-1039 is my number. More breaking news. I just learned uh, on the break that 
President Trump knew about the June 2016 Trump Tower meeting between Donald Trump Jr., Jared Kushner, Paul Manafort, and a Russian operative. And Michael Cohen is willing to testify in front of a grand jury to that effect. Yet another lie. And by the way, uh, Michael Cohen says he not only knew about it, but he approved it. So, um, you know, put that with the fact that the guy was on Air Force One uh, writing statements when this came out for what his son would say. America, are you listening, Colt 45? Can I get through your thick heads and your thick skulls with this information that the president of the United States worked with our biggest enemy on the world stage to get elected president of the United States. And that enemy doesn't care about him. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't want to make America great. He wants chaos. And that's exactly what we've had. Today was the day the president was supposed to reunite kids with their families. There are 700 children right now sitting in U.S. custody, not with their parents. So let's be clear what's going on here, America. Let's be crystal clear so that nobody can be mistaken. The president of the United States knew and approved of the meeting his son had with the Russians and his campaign manager, Paul Manafort, had with the Russians in Trump Tower. Now, Anybody who knows anything about Donald Trump knows this to be true. Donald Trump Jr. would never have done anything which he think could have benefited his, son, his dad without telling his dad. So the fact that anybody on this planet believes for a second that Donald Trump Jr. didn't tell his dad and that his dad wasn't fully briefed about what was going on in that meeting immediately after it happened and even before it happened is out of their mind. And the president of the United States, in his statements, right after that meeting, or right before that meeting, where he said, I'm about to make some major announcements about Hillary and dirt I've found on Hillary. America, open your eyes. Understand what's going on here in this world. Understand what has happened. This is a slow-moving coup being orchestrated in Moscow. Still with them? Still with this guy, America? Still think that this is okay? You still think it's okay? You still think Congress shouldn't have a hearing on this? A real hearing? Oh, by the way, another thing. Donald Trump Jr. perjured himself before the House of Representatives. Absolutely lied. You think there'll be a hearing about that? You think they'll bring a contempt charge against Michael Cohen? Do You think that excuse me, against Donald Trump Jr. No, they're going to try to impeach Rod Rosenstein, the guy who's trying to get to the bottom of what's actually happening. That's what's going to happen there. 631-451-1039 is my number. You don't have to agree with me if you want to be on this program. 631-451-1039 if you want to get in on the national conversation, if you want to respond and react to this national news that's going on right now. If you want to react to this national news that is going on right now. It is unreal to me that people are still with them. I believe, America, that this is the turning of the tide. 
I believe that the events of last week and this week are the turning of the tide. This is where it all starts to unravel for the president and people who have been his yes men, his sheep, his chicken heads in Congress. Nodding their head up and down, up and down. Yes, Mr. President, the chicken heads in Congress, it is their time too. This is the turning of the tide. You are going to see it. You are going to feel it. You might even see a few people in Congress get a little bit of courage and try to deal with this guy now. All it takes is two senators to flip and his entire agenda will be stalled. Time for that to happen. I'm sorry, Susan Collins. You don't get to be a senator anymore if you don't want to act like one. You're in a swing state. Time for you to stand up and fight. Time for you to stand up and stand up to this man. He is a menace. And by the way, CNN also did some analysis on the tape and had some people come in and they've confirmed that Trump said, I want to pay him in cash. Actually, did we get that clip? All right. My new guy back there, you know, we're first day on the job here at the Chris Hacho, you know, usually plays out. What, what show do you usually work on over here? Some of the more sleepy shows. Usually nonprofit. Uh, oh, yeah. Some of those shows that people pay for. This guy, so they come in here. You never work on a crazy show like this before. Not yet. How's this experience one. for you, millennial? You doing okay? I'm doing all right. I'm all right, good. Right. You know what? I like it. You know, not all, you're working hard back there. You're trying to get it done. Let's play. Let's see if you got this right. Let's see. Does it play? So there it is. Funding, yes. Um, and it's all the stuff. All the stuff. Because, you know, you never know where that company, you never know where he's going to be. Correct. So I'm, I'm all over that. And I spoke to Alan about it when it comes time for the financing, which will be... Listen, what financing? We'll have to pay you. So no, 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 no. I got... No, no, no. Good job, Dean. I'm, get, I'm getting the hang of this. How long have you been out of college? Uh, I'm still in college. He's still in college. How old are you, 20? I'm 20. I'm turning 21 in like two weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm young. I'm young. 20, man. What was I doing 20 years ago? I don't know. I was like an adult. (laughs) 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 I was was an adult already 20 years ago. I was out of college for five years. Uh, No, I was in law school 20 years ago. How old are you? I'm 46. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big gap. That's That's a big gap. That's a big gap, man. 20 years ago, I was 26. 26, man. Um, good job. But you listen to that tape, America. Sounds like two mobsters talking. I don't care what the consequences are. I don't care if the guy was right, if he was wrong. I don't care if, uh, I don't care if, if, you, if you believe he said cash or you didn't say cash. Whatever you think, America, whatever you think about that cash, just listen to those two people talk and tell me you think that that guy should be president of the United States of America. The greatest country that has ever existed on the face of the earth. You think that guy should be president of the United States of America? I mean, maybe if you want to make him president of Colombia, it would be an improvement. But president of the United States? I am sorry. I don't get how you're still with this guy. 631-451-1039 is my number if you want to get on a national conversation. A little bit more time left with you. 631-451-1039 is my number. Don't forget, you could watch me Saturday night. My regular spot on Janine Pirro. I'll actually be on tomorrow night on Tucker. 
uh, uh, in the eight o'clock hour, unless the topic is something I don't agree with. Uh, right over there, Dean. Right over there. Check that out. Uh, <laughs> I'll be on with Tucker. I'll be on with. Uh, um, uh, I'll also be on with Laura Ingram on Monday. So uh, a couple places to get me. You can follow me on Twitter at Christopher Hahn is my uh, Twitter handle at Christopher Hahn. If you want to uh, check that out, that's where you can find me on the Twitter handle. But uh, I'm still perplexed. I am absolutely perplexed at anybody who's with them. Oh, Terry from Patchogs. I'm going to take Terry. 631-451-1039. Terry, you're on the air. Hi there, Chris. <laughs> so if I did a Terry test right now, what would your number oh. be on a 1 to 10? I think a 6. A 6. Now, remember, America, Terry voted for him. She liked him. She was with him. She's at a 6 now. That's as low as you've ever been. Yeah, uh, I, you know, we'll see how it goes. How much time does he have left? Two more years? Three more years? I, I, at most, he has two more years, I think. I think it's less. But we'll see. Um, we'll I see. I have a question for you. Go ahead. I have a question. Yes. Okay. So everybody's saying, okay, it's proving that Russia was influencing our elections. How did they influence us? What did they do? Well, they clearly were in bed with Trump. I mean, look at what happened here. The pre- this is what we're learning right now. Michael Cohen will testify that Donald Trump knew of the meeting between his son, his campaign manager, and his son-in-law in Trump Tower in June of 2016, where they were offering dirt on Hillary Clinton. Okay, that's, that's oh. the first thing. They knew he knew about it. And by the way, not only knew about it, approved of it. They asked his permission. So that means that Donald Trump Jr. lied to Congress. Right. Not just lied to me and you. He lied to Congress. That's that's perjury. You go to jail for that. In fact, that's what they impeached Bill Clinton on perjury. Okay, Uh, they lie. He lied to Congress and uh, and the president has been lying all along. And the president, when he made that statement, oh, it was for adoptions on Air Force One. They probably did talk about adoptions in them. It's probably something he talked about. The president knew all about that meeting. And the president was trying to cover up that meeting, too. That is obstruction of justice. And that is bad. These are bad things. If proven true, and I believe they are, if proven true, and I believe they are, uh, I think the president's days are numbered. I'll tell you right now, I think that this Congress's days are numbered. I think that uh, the tidal wave that's coming in November is going to be dramatic. I'm so tired of all this. You know, I I voted for him, but I'm so tired of all this crap. Remember when Obama was president and you never thought about the president? Do you remember that? You might not have liked Obama, but you never thought he was embarrassing the country or every single day. You might have like not liked something he said. You might. What you did know. you What did you talk about? I mean, I, I got on the show with you uh, when when uh, Trump was running and all that. What did you talk about when Obama? I, was, can was, I tell you something? I have been talking about Trump since 2015. I don't know what I okay. talked about before. I, I my show started in 2014. <laughs> I was on for a year and a half before oh, okay. he started running for office. I don't know what I talked about. My, actually, my show started in 2013. I started December of 2013. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I used to go on TV during the Obama administration. I've been going on TV since 2000. Well, I've been really going on TV since 1995. But I've been going on national television regularly since 2010. And uh, I used to talk about Obama. 
you know, and it was boring stuff. And, you know, the people would, people would want to debate me. I would talk mm-hmm. about Obama because I would go on Fox and they would want to attack something. We would talk about policy. We would talk about Obama policy. And what is okay. this policy? And what is that policy? We wouldn't talk about how was Obama in bed with the Russians? You know, like we didn't talk about that. Was Obama having a sex scandal today? Did Obama try to cover up the sex scandal? Did he try to bribe the girl with cash? None of that ever happened to Obama. Most people didn't care. And well, they, by the way, and they would debate you. Sex with? Who cares? No, most people didn't care about Obama. Most people in America didn't care one way or the other. They're like, he's the president. We like him. Great. This president has a 56% negative rating from the public. 56% of Americans disapprove of this president right now. 56%. Now how do you get these numbers, too? That's what I want to know. How do you get these numbers? They're in the polls. You got to look at the polls. Quinnipiac. Go to where, real. Where did you do the polls? Go to, go to 538.com. Spell it out. 538. And you can look at okay. all the polls there. There's a, there's a column right on the side that says, how popular is President Trump? I read, I read 538 every single day. And it is, okay. it is straight news. It is not like they're not for Trump. They're not against Trump. They just analyze the data. And you should take a look at it. It's good stuff. All right, Terry? Yep. Okay. And by the way, Terry, you're brave because I was fired up at the beginning of this hour. And none of these big, <laughs> tough guys who are Trump supporters wanted to call in. And little Terry from Patrick, by the way. <laughs> has more courage in her little pinky than any of you wild curs out there. They don't want to oh, pick yeah. up the phone and disagree with me at 631 Wait, I'm a deplorable, what am I, a Colt 45? You're not part of Colt 45, because if you were at Colt uh, 45, you'd still be at a 10. You're at a 6, and you've been, you've been yeah, shrinking yeah, I'm, fast. I'm falling down. I'm falling. Don't tell my brother, Bill. I don't, think you're gonna be, I don't think you're going to be above 5 anytime. So I think by the end of next week, you're going to be at a 4. So. <laughs> okay. Terry, great to hear from you. I appreciate okay, it. Six three one four five one one zero three nine. Guys, Terry from Patchogue, she picked up the phone and called me because she's not, she, you know, she's not a whiny little cur like you out there. All these big tough. Oh, I'm a conservative. Uh, God bless America. I'm a patriot. <laughs> you know what you are. You know what you are. You know exactly what you are. And, and, and by the way, you're so what you are that that Trump would grab you by you. That's that's what you are, okay? Just just for the record, Trump would grab you by you because that's what you are. So you know, go if you don't remember what that is, go watch the Access Hollywood tape again. He would grab you by you. That's what Trump would do to you, okay? Because that's what you are. You won't pick up the phone. You won't call me because you got nothing, okay? Or maybe you're just embarrassed of the president. Maybe you're just embarrassed of the president. And by the way, thank God you're embarrassed by the president. You should be embarrassed by the president. You should be ashamed that you voted for him. You should be ashamed that you supported him because he is doing everything he can to help Vladimir Putin and to hurt this country. Because he only cares about himself. And that's his business partner. That's the guy who lent him his money when he was bankrupt here in the United States, when nobody else in this country would go, would take a risk on him again. That's where he got his funding from. That is the root of this problem, America. The root of this problem is that the president, admitted by his own son in 2014, years before Trump was running for president, they said, we get all of our money from Russia. That's what they said. We are primarily doing business with Russia right now. That's what he said. I didn't say that. I am not making that up. Eric Trump said that on national television in an interview in 2014. How come that's not a bigger issue? By the way, Clinton campaign, how come you didn't make that an issue in 2016 every second? 
he gets most of his money from Russia. You don't think that that was a problem? You don't think that that was a problem, America? Terry from Patchogs, the only one brave enough to call me in the, in the last half hour of the show. A little carrying in their corner. Let's hear it for the people who called in tonight. At least they, they have the courage of their convictions. But I guess, look, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe, maybe the Trump voters are ashamed of this guy. And they don't want to stand up for him anymore. I mean, how could you stand up to this? Lie after lie after lie after lie. Michael Cohen saying tonight, Trump knew about the meeting in Trump Tower and approved of it prior to it happening. Lie after lie after lie after lie after lie. 631-451-1039. I got a couple more minutes left with you. At Christopher Hahn on Twitter is my handle, at Christopher Hahn. 631-451-1039 if you want to get in on a national conversation. But don't forget to watch me tomorrow night. I'll be on Fox News at 8 o'clock. Saturday night, I'll be on Fox News at, at in the 9 o'clock hour, probably like a 9.30-ish. And then on Monday, I'll be on at 10. So three chances to see me in prime time, baby. Prime time. I'm a prime time guy. Lots to talk about, man. Lots to talk about. He knew about it. So what's the spin going to be tomorrow night? Like, what's the spin from the right going to be tomorrow? Oh, so he knew about it. Who cares? Is it against the law to meet with people? Well, actually, it is. It is against the law to take aid in a campaign from a foreign government. It is against the law to do that. So whatever they gave you in that meeting, Mr. President, by the way, I'm not going to believe anything you say when you tell me they gave me nothing. Anything you say can and will be used against you, my friend, and will be used against you. It is fact. Fact that the Russians were interfering in our election. Fact. It is fiction if you think that this guy is telling you the truth. All right, 631-451-1039. I got time for one more call. I'll go to Jeff in Amityville. Jeff, how are you doing? You're on the air. Wow, that was quick. Yeah, well, I only got two minutes. I got really like a minute, so you better, you better, you better make it quick, my man. Oh, I just like how Michael Cohen is suddenly this beacon of truth to you guys now that he's worked to your advantage. You guys trashed him forever, and now all of a sudden, whatever Michael Cohen says has got to be the truth. I don't remember trashing him. I don't remember him ever really making a statement. I think the guy is now telling the truth, and I think he's probably willing to take a lie detector test, and I think he also has a lot of evidence, right? His, his beacon of truth, he gave a well, tape. We'll he gave a tape, my friend. I bet you there are more tapes. There are more tapes. Yeah, lawyer, there are more evidence, and you're going to just believe whatever you want to believe because you've got no mind of no, your I own. You're part of Cult 45, Jeff. That's what you are. You're Cult 45, buddy. You're Cult 45. How does it feel? How does it feel to be Donald Trump's cult? Oh, it feels it feels good because you I like that. You like being Donald Trump's back. chicken head. You're Colt 45. That's what's going on right with Jeff and Amityville. Jeff and Amityville's like, oh yes, I say 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 yes. I don't know. The first thing Michael Cohen did was give me a tape that seemed pretty truthful to me. I don't think Donald Trump. I don't think Michael Cohen made Donald uh, Trump say, "Let's pair with cash." and confirm the whole Karen McDougal thing. Going to be a hell of a week, America. I'll be back here next week to tell you all about it. I can't wait. Don't forget to watch me on TV.
this weekend. All right. I want to thank you all for listening, and I want to remind you all to seek the truth. Question everything. Question everyone, even me, America, especially this president. Seek the truth. I know it's out there, and I know you'll find it if you look hard enough. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening, America. Scare away the top. Wish our weekdays away. Spend our weekends in bed. We drink ourselves stupid or work ourselves dead and all just because that's what mom and dad said we should do. Chris Hahn Show podcast is recorded live at 103.9 FM in New York at Long Island News Radio. This podcast was sent to Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens, and was edited by Joe Tex. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FOU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited, LLC. I'm Peter Hargarden, the senior producer of podcasts here, and on behalf of everyone who worked on the show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To learn more about Chris and to find out about his upcoming television appearances, follow him on Twitter at Christopher Hahn and at ChristopherHahn.com. To learn more about FOU, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUStudios.com.